Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Chris Oak joins us next to react to what Mike Tomlin had to say, including that he'll be back for the 2024 season, expects a contract extension to get done at some point in the offseason, and that an offensive coordinator will be hired from the outside. No internal candidates like Mike Sullivan or Eddie Faulkner likely to be hired. For more fan headlines, 937thefan.com. All right, it is hour four of this uh, Thursday edition of the Cook and Joe Show. No Starkey. He's off until Monday. I'd like to welcome in my pal Chris Hoke, who always joins us at 11 on Thursdays, but I asked him to move back so he could react to what he heard from Mike Tomlin today. And Chris, man, we heard a lot from Mike Tomlin. I think all the guys, I see Dulac, I see Caboli, texted out they thought it was the most open, honest Tomlin has ever been uh, in a press conference. What struck you about what he had to say? I totally agree with that. I was just going to say that before you mentioned what uh, Dulac and, uh, and Kaboli said. I think that that's about as uh, open of a book I've seen Tomlin. He's usually close to the best, and he, and he doesn't open up. But absolutely, Cookie, I, I saw him. He was, it seemed like he was emotional at times and reflective. He's not a guy who likes to reflect and, and, and look back on the – he even said that. I don't like to ponder. He doesn't like to ponder on, on the past. He, he's always looking forward. Um, but it seemed today like he took some moments to be reflective on this past season. You know, what stood out, three different things stood out to me. One, he was at, he jokingly started uh, uh, about any contract questions, you know, because he walked off the podium the other night, kind of set the tone in the mood in the room, but said he's still as intense as he's ever been. He doesn't take the job for granted. He wants to get the confetti falling on these guys and said he's still hungry. Chris, I'm not sure it's the right decision bringing him back. Seven years without a playoff win is a long time. Your thoughts on him coming back? And I don't question his drive. I just wonder if maybe it had been time to go another way. Yeah, you know what? The one thing about Coach Tomlin, he's, he's a very intelligent man. has a high IQ. And the one thing that he also has is he has a high EQ. He's very emotionally intelligent. And so he, he recognized that he probably didn't, yeah, he said it, he didn't handle the situation, that question that was asked of him uh, in the press conference on, on Monday night. Um, and he came back and he, and he was able to break the ice, right? He was able to just kind of just cut the tension in half and, and, and bring this thing in and uh, made it a little more light um, to start the press conference. So I thought that was really a, a, an intelligent play by him. Um, in terms of coming back, I, I think it is the right move. These guys love Coach Tomlin. And I don't think it's Coach Tomlin. I think that um, he hasn't, you know, he, he could probably go out and get some 
better coordinators uh, or coordinator. At least, I mean, uh, we're talking about offense, um, you know, and, and there's been a lot of talk about there was questions there about him hiring from within. And, and he says that he's going to go looking outside and looking for an established, uh, uh, an experienced coordinator. Uh, that's what they need. I think that um, at times many have questioned the quality of the coaches and uh, and I don't think it's him. I think he is a great motivator. He's a great, I've said this many times, a leader of men. I think that sometimes um, he tries to do too much. And if he can get some good help around him, some good coordinators um, and some other some coaches, make some changes where he sees fit, I think it could do him good. Well, he said he is going outside for his offensive coordinator. It will not be Eddie Faulkner or Mike Sullivan. said he wants somebody young, dynamic, Score more points. That's always good, isn't it, Chris, for to score more points? Um, and he said he's, he's he said I'm open to learning through this process, which I thought was a heck of an admission for him because he really hasn't. He's promoted from within, right? Oh, sure. And, and I think he's starting to realize that um, maybe there was some failures in, in some areas, and 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 they didn't pan out the way that he wanted it to. Um, I think it's obvious to everybody that's uh, a fan, everybody's covering the team, and I think within the building. And so there needs to be maybe a different approach and, and, and the kind of coaches he brings in and, and where they come from. And, uh, and I think you'll see that different approach um, in this offseason. But I think you're right. It's all, about, it's all about production, right? I mean, in, in the last three games, um, or four games, um, they've averaged 20, what, about 24 points a game. Before that, it was 15 points a game the, most of the season, which was that puts you in the bottom three or four or five um, in the NFL. And then you go and then you, you start scoring points, and, and then you see the difference and how it turns into wins. Well, he said Kenny Pickett is the number one quarterback. Basically, he said, "Do you have is your quarterback for next year on your roster? Well, really, Pickett is. Trubisky is going to be gone, and Mason is a free agent. He did speak a little more highly about Mason uh, than he has in the past and said he opened eyes, uh, he was prepared, he was ready to step in, and he acknowledged that they're going to try to bring him back. I don't know if that's going to work out. What do you think happens with Mason? Oh, there's no question. I think that uh, barring them, you know, offering him a big contract and, and promising him some things, that he won't test the market. I, I think he's really created a market. You know, Starkey loved to talk about how he went out last year and, and nobody wanted him. And I think there were some other things to that. Though. But I think now people see this guy's a high-level quarterback, that he could be possibly a starter in the NFL, and, but absolutely a, a top backup uh, to a starter in the NFL. I think it – I mean, but you look at it, Cookie. I mean, the last three, the three last games of the season, the Steelers' offense was number one in a lot of areas. A lot of categories, uh, uh, scoring and, and running the ball. Um, and, you know, it, I mean, Mason, the way he is, his QBR. I mean, so there's no question that, you know, he was the catalyst of that and, and, led, and led that. And so he's built a huge market for himself. What did you think? Uh, I don't know if you heard uh, uh, Deontay Johnson on Steelers Now. I did. Was quoted as saying, hey, I hope Mason wins the job next year. Uh, Tomlin was asked about it, said he has no problem with it. Competition is great. I wonder if Kenny Pickett might have a little problem with it. Well, there's no question there's a problem with it because the locker room turned, and that's just the facts, right? The facts are it went from a – I mean, when, when, when Kenny was starting, when Mitch Trubisky was starting, there was a lot of turmoil. There, there was questions of 
problems in the locker room, culture problems. There were there was a lot of problems throughout the season, and it just started to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when Mason came in and threw for you know for almost 300 yards, and then um, you know the, the, those three or four games, all of a sudden the culture was fixed. I remember being asked, could this, could the Steelers ever fix this culture in the locker room? Could it ever go back to the way it was? And all of a sudden, within one with one game, everything was back to normal. Right when you have a guy who can throw the ball and distribute it and, and, and give the ball to your playmakers and, and has the has the potential on every throw to throw the home run, um, there's a lot of excitement. So I think the locker room turned a little bit. I think the locker room's eyes were opened, and, it, and I don't think it's a you know a, a, anything against Kenya. I just think they saw that hey man, when Mason's out there, there's always um, um, an opportunity, and there's uh, to throw the deep ball to score quickly. And, and not have to have this methodical, uh, this like this grinded out drive every time we score a touchdown. We're talking to Chris Hoke here on the Cook and Joe Show. Uh, I, Chris, I still think they need to bring somebody in, maybe a veteran, maybe a trade. I mean, how, how comfortable if they can sign Mason, and there's no guarantee they can, would you be going to camp with Pickett and Rudolph? Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. I think they're going to go out and get somebody else. I think they'll try to get Mason first. I really, I really think that Coach Tomlin was very complimentary. I think that's the most complimentary I've ever heard Coach Tomlin talk of Mason Rudolph. He didn't. I mean, he he did not want to really compliment him um, during the regular season. If you remember that, we've talked about it, Cookie. Um, just didn't want to really compliment Mason um, and um, and really you know pointed towards the running game more than anything. And so I think that was it was as as complimentary I've ever heard him talk about Mason. I think that he opened up a lot of eyes, and and the people on the inside of that building believed that he could be a high quality starter in the NFL. Well, let's listen to what Tomlin had to say about Mason because he was asked if he was impressed by what he did in the last four weeks. This is his response. I don't think that any of us can deny what we've seen um, over the last um, month or so. Um, I cannot underscore um, how impressive it is to be ready. Um, Forget performance, man, to be ready um, to deliver. Um, And he was, uh, and that preparedness showed And so certainly, um, you know, we're less speculative about his capabilities because uh, there's evidence of it, um, evidence of it in in tough circumstances. That is uh, that is his highest compliments for uh, Mason. Right. I mean, it was always oh, he's a competitive guy. 
Um, I think Mason did open some eyes. Now, that interception the other night was kind of brutal, though, wasn't it? Um, listen, interceptions happen, right? I mean, how many times, you know, quarterbacks throw at the NFL, high-quality quarterbacks throw NFL, throw interceptions. Josh that Allen threw eight. Was. Josh Allen threw 18 of them this year. That's what I'm saying. I mean, high-quality quarterbacks throw interceptions. He, Cookie, I mean, listen, we talk about, you know, six touchdowns, four interceptions, one and what? Uh, whatever, one touchdown, two touchdowns, one interception in the last seven games or whatever. In four games, okay, Mason Rudolph had five touchdowns and one interception. In four games. And and, and the guy um, threw two touchdowns and threw for a good number of yards in frigid cold weather, right? Um, and uh, and so, I mean, listen, I mean, he, he did open eyes. He, what he said was there was evidence of good performance in tough, in tough, uh, in a tough situation, something to that effect, right? Right. So he's acknowledging that he played well in difficult moments, right? He went into Buffalo, and yeah, people want to talk about, oh, I want to say in that first half, there was a lot of good defensive play. The defense of the Buffalo Bills over the last six, seven weeks have been playing lights out. There were a lot of tipped balls. That was just good play by defensive players, right? Um, I thought that Mason played well throughout the game, uh, but having two touchdowns, and he had that one bad throw. Um, and, you know, I, I watched that today slowly. Could, could have Deontay come back to the ball? A lot of times you want your receivers to come back to the ball. Could he have come back to it and tried to, to, tried to uh, point that ball? Not point it, but play to, to it. Um, maybe help out there, maybe. But it, it, it wasn't as far out as it should have been. It should have been more out, out of, uh, outside towards the out of bounds. Um, but overall, five touchdowns, one interception in four games. I mean, I don't know how you argue with that. But I don't think there's any doubt he's going back to Pickett as his number one guy. Now, he asked, I guess, maybe now because you don't know that Mason uh, is going to be on the roster. But listen to what he said about Pickett. Pretty high-quality stuff as well. Hit it there, Austin. I'm extremely confident in him. Um, I feel stronger about some of the intangible things um, than I did, obviously, when we first started doing business with him because I have evidence of it. Um, He's highly competitive and professional. Um, he doesn't run from challenges. He runs two challenges. I think that's evident in the way he plays, particularly at the end of close football games. Um, he's got good framework um, to work with and for a young guy. Uh, he's mature beyond his years. Um, I'm excited about him. Certainly it's a big year for him. Uh, we met this morning, and we acknowledge that. Um, it is a huge year for him. Um, but I'm also excited about just watching him wear that component of it because I just I know how he's wired and built, um, and I'm excited about watching him attack it. Chris, that was uh, him talking about Pickett. I, I, I still think he strongly believes in him, and I think even if Mason signs, now he said there will definitely be competition next year. I don't know if I believe that, though. I think he's still strongly in Pickett's camp. You? Well, I think, listen, he's the, he's the first-round draft pick. You got The thing about a first-round draft pick is you've got nine lives, right? Because um, that's your pedigree. And so, they're, they're, you know, they're going to go into this thing saying he's the number one quarterback as a first-round draft pick. Um, I do not, If you were going to ask me, is he the, the established starter? I mean, I don't think he's cemented himself in that spot. I think he's going to have to earn the spot this year, um, and he's going to have to compete through competition. But if you, if you notice there, he said huge – year and then he emphasized huge year you hear that yeah he said I mean, big year and then he goes year. huge year he did emphasize yes. it. 
He, he did emphasize it because listen, this is a make or break camp off season for for Kenny. And if he gets if he gets the nod, I mean, this will make or break his career. If, if whether he's going to be a a backup for the rest of his career or if he's going to be a starter in the NFL, I think this is that year. Um, and uh, they absolutely. He talked several times about competition, and everybody knows this, this is an axiom of, of, of athletics, of sports. Competition brings the best out of everybody, and it will bring the best out of Kenny because uh, this year, really, the, the, the reality was there was no competition. It was Kenny's job. Um, and so when you have somebody and they're competing and they're grinding and there's always that vulnerability of I may lose this job, you, get, you squeeze a little more juice out of that orange. Well, you lasted a long time squeezing that orange, didn't you? And there's no question about it. And, and, um, and I always lived on that, that edge that at any moment, this, this time could be over. We're talking to Chris Hoke here on a fan hotline is presented by Sullivan Super Service, providing trusting, trusted plumbing and HVAC service for over 50 years. Uh, I don't know that there will be any a fair competition, though. I, I Even if Mason's back or they, well, again, they may bring in another veteran somehow, Chris. I just don't know. I think right now, He's looking at Kenny Pickett as his guy almost under any circumstances, you know? Uh, you know it all depends on the money. I mean, if they pay, Ken, if they pay Mason $15 million, not so fast, um, you know? It all depends on who they bring in and what that, that, that number looks like, right? I mean, the reality was this. People always say, well, why was Mason the third quarterback? He was the least paid guy. I mean, they, Kenny was the first quarterback. He was the first-round draft pick. Mitch Bryant brought in. And they were paying him eight nine million dollars, and then you had Mason, I think, making minimum. That's that's eight million dollar difference. That uh, is the reason why, right? You got to justify your investment, and uh, and so it all depends on what the number is for the new quarterback they bring in, or or, or, or Mason. All right, we are just getting started with Chris Hoke. What did, uh, the Hokenstein, the Hoker monster? What is what does Starkey <laughs> call you, Doctor Hokenstein? We're, Dr. We're just getting started. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about the game the other night. And Mike Tomlin, uh, interesting, he said he thinks this team is ahead of where they were at this point last year. I totally disagree. We'll see what Chris thinks about that coming up next. Fan Twitter is brought to you by South Hills Kia in Peters Township. Visit them at southhillskia.net. More with Chris Hoke dead ahead here on the Cook and Joe Show. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. When asked if he thinks that next year's quarterback is currently on the Steelers roster, Mike Tomlin responded simply, yes. He also said that the Steelers are looking at outside candidates for offensive coordinator, saying that Eddie Faulkner and Mike Sullivan did a good job, but looking to go in a different direction. He was also very complimentary of Mason Rudolph and his job and expressed his confidence in Kenny Pickett for next season as well. Headlines of Robert Bowser and Genesis Monroeville. Now open for more, 937thefan.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.